Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. Today, I am super excited to be here with Bianca, who is a military spouse. So, Bianca, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. So tell me what it's like uh, being a military spouse and what experiences you've been through. Um, Being a military spouse is definitely not easy. Yeah. Um, but it does have a lot of, um, has a lot of good sides and benefits. I think people uh, don't talk about those a lot. Um, I think the hardest part of being a military spouse was, um, I guess, being separated, right? Um, Training and then deployments and all. But I think that um, the one big takeaway I have from that Aside from the experience, of course, right, because you're proud of your spouse and um, and um, all the hard work and the the sacrifices they make. Right. Um, But I think the biggest takeaway I have is the connections and the friendships that you make with the other military spouses. I think I can say the handful of friends I have are probably all military (laughs) spouses from when, um, you know, so you just create this bond. Like, you know, I'm a veteran, so I know what it's like to be in the military and you have that camaraderie, right? right. But then no one talks about the camaraderie that wives have because it's the same thing, right? Service members have this camaraderie because they go through such life impacting changes and events together. So together. And so we create these really strong bonds and we just become lifelong friends because nothing can compare to, to what we've been through together, you know? Right. Absolutely. And thank you for your service as well. Um, do you think that being, you know, prior service yourself, do you think that makes it easier for you in the role of a military spouse or, uh, you know, more challenging? What do you think for you? I think a little bit of both. I think it's, um, you have a little bit more of an understanding and, um, I guess, compassion, right, for what they're going through. But then at the same time, you're still a military spouse and you're still upset, right? Like, why are you having to be so much? And we miss you and we need you just as much as they need you, you know? (laughs) And those, like, you know, wifely thoughts, you know? Right. life happens and then you got kids and you got life going on and you're like, Oh, why do you have to be gone so long? Even though, you know, right. Right. At least I know uh, from experience exactly why and what's going on. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both, you know, you have your good days where you're like, I get it. I've been there, but then you have your bad days where like, I don't care. We need to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think it would definitely be, uh a weird combination you know um uh both beneficial but also very complicated at the same time um but like you were saying it's that that camaraderie that you have with other spouses and with other military family members that is really what helps you to get through it 
No, it does. And then I think for your kids too. So, you know, um, like for us, most of our kids are around the same age because we all, we all have popped out kids around the same time (laughs) coming back from deployment and stuff like that. So we were all pregnant around the same time or maybe like mm, a year apart or so. So our kids are fairly around the same age. Yeah. And so it becomes, you just be your family, right? So like for us, even now that um, we still have some, you know, friends that are serving and most are out. Um, but for my kids, those are their cousins and those are their aunties and their uncles, you know? And so, um, nothing has changed. We're still close. Like for example, my daughter's quinceanera was almost two years ago in November and they all came down here, no matter where yeah. they were serving or where they live now, they came down cause that's their cousin's big day, you know, and, and we've just stayed connected. And I think the bonds that the kids make too are so strong for the same reason, because they go through so many things, life-changing events that no one really in the civilian world understands unless you're there, you know, um, the deployments, the injuries, the losses, you know, um, I think, oh, I think those are really, really hard, you know, um, for other people to understand. I think people have empathy, you know, and and they understand to a certain extent, but being there um, and really experiencing those things, I think um, that creates such a strong bond. We're just family. So like I said, the kids, our kids, their cousins, right. we're brothers and sisters, and, we, and we've stayed that way for, I want to say, man, well, for the kids. I mean, my oldest is about to be 17. So, you know, nothing has changed, even though we're kind of far apart now and, and we don't get to see each other as often. There's still that, that connection, you know? Yeah. I think that's so important, especially with this lifestyle of, you know, you're constantly moving, you're going through life altering things and so many challenging experiences, but so many rewarding experiences at the same point. Um, to have that community, especially in the kids, you know, I haven't really lived this spouse, uh, you know, aspect I've, you know, dated a Marine before, but, um, haven't lived that, you know, aspect full out. Um, and I may never do like, who knows, (laughs) um, but, uh, you know, from the, that little bit that I did spend, you know, as a significant other to, you know, all of the experiences I've had as a child, it's so impactful to have those people, no matter how close or how far they are, you could be literally on the other end of the world and still have your best friend. And even if there is like a time gap, um, there's friends that I grew up with in Texas who we didn't talk for like, you know, eight, 10 years. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you reconnect and it's like no time ever passed. And those are the most rewarding connections, in my opinion, that it's like, oh, like, you know, we were best friends in fourth grade and now we're all adults. We're, you know, living our own things. I'm in college. You're, you know, in college or in the military or you have a career and we're still able to connect and bond over those shared experiences we've had, you know, throughout our the rest of our lives. Yeah, those connections are so deep. It, it, it goes past time, you know, like time doesn't exist. Yes. Like you said, like you can stop somewhere and pick up again. And it's just like time never lapsed. Like, okay, yeah, years went by and you did your thing. They did theirs. 
but that connection, it's like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I think with spouses too, like we get so busy, you know, like, like I said, our kids are around the same age, you know, my oldest one is a senior about to be 17 next week. My middle one's 13. Um, my little one missed on, missed out on all that lifestyle. He's six, but you know, like our older ones are around the same age, you know? And so yeah. we're so busy, right? We're busy with like mom stuff and life stuff and careers and husbands and whatever. Right. And especially those that are still in the military. Right. Um, and they have those things going on, constantly moving and deployments and training. And, and but somehow, you know, months can go by and then we reconnect and it's like the no time has passed, you know, because it's just I think that, like you said, that connection from those experiences is so, so powerful, you know, um, and nothing can really, I think, disband that. So I, I think that's one of the most grateful things that I um well, one of the things that I'm most grateful for as right. being a spouse, um, not only for myself, but for my kids, because I know that no matter how far in time or in their life or whatever happens, they're always going to have, you know, their military cousins to fall back on, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That makes it's, me just happy for them. Yeah. It's like this like warm, happy feeling. And it's so great when you have somebody that, you know, is like, a brother, sister, cousin, aunt, uncle, like everything. And they just step into that role, especially because we're moving so frequently that, you know, you're not always going to be near family. And, you know, for me, we didn't talk to much of my extended family just because of, you know, personal reasons, but I have this huge family that's not even blood related. You know, (laughs) it's, they fill in gaps where you have gaps. I have like, you know, I have my uh, paternal grandfather, but I have so many other like grandparents that have stepped into my life and just treat me like I'm one of their own. And, you know, even though I'm not, but that's, that's the kind of relationship you form with other military families. And it's so special and it's something you don't see in the civilian world. So it's hard to explain that to somebody else who does not understand it. Yeah, no, it definitely. And I like that you mentioned that, you know, um, I think that a lot of us have uh, issues with our our blood family, you know, um, things aren't always as we want them to be. Um, and that's just life, right? Uh, yeah. We all have our differences. <laughs> we can't put those aside sometimes, no matter, um, no matter how much we want, right? right? And so I think that's another thing that's very, uh, powerful about having those connections with, you know, like you said, you know, um, your military family, because um, unfortunately and fortunately, they're not your blood family, but sometimes you can count on them a little bit more than, you know, you wish you could your own blood family, you know, and so, and I think that's why it's like, I can't emphasize, emphasize how how important and, and um, grateful I am for that, because for my kids too, I think too, like, I think now society is a little bit more difficult. I know I'm, I know I'm way older than you. You're still young. (laughs) But even thinking back, like when I was growing up and I remember, you know, you always have social issues. Middle school is a tough age. High school is, you know. Right. It's high school. Yeah. High school. (laughs) You know, so it's just, and I'm right now, I'm right there with two girls, middle school, eighth grade, and then senior, you know, so, but I think 
now like friendships and societal issues are a little bit tougher than they were before. And so I also think that for them, they're so lucky to have, you know, military friends, family, you know, from far away because, you know, they've had um, bad experiences, you know, or uh, moments in school with friends or honestly, even, you know, a little personal out here with our family, we've had some family issues, you know, with um, immediate family and, you know, that it was devastating for them, you know, but they knew they always had them to reach out to. And um, like I said, it's, 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 you can, they can connect on so many different levels because they've experienced so many things in such a short amount of time, right? So they know what it's like to lose a friend because they move. They know what it's like to lose a friend because you have differences too too early in their their lives, right? Um, And they know what it's like to lose someone, you know? Um, And so I think they have, like I said, this connection is so powerful because they've experienced so many things at such an early age that when they get to these tough years, right, 13 to 17, um, and they're dealing with these things and they feel lonely and they feel misunderstood, um, they know that they have someone to count on in Texas, in Okinawa, in wherever, it doesn't matter, right? But there's someone in this world somewhere at some time that is going to be there for them. Um, And so, yeah, I just feel like my kids are very lucky for that. Right. Yeah. Cause you're so right. No matter the distance, no matter the time, like somebody is always going to be there to say, you know, at the drop of a dime, you make a phone call, like, I need you. Like they're going to be there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and you mentioned Okinawa that's, you know, I'm in Eastern time. And so that's like, you know, 13 hours, 14 hours, depending ahead. And so, uh, you know, from the other coast in California, that's like, you know, well over half a day ahead. That's like, you know, 16, 17, 18. I'm not good at math, but, you know, hours ahead that you wouldn't think like, oh, they're going to be available because, you know, I'm having a bad, a bad time, but, you know, they're the only person I can call. And no, they're going to be right there, um, you know, ready. And I think that's one thing, like you said, shared experiences connected um, through hard times, through good times, through everything in between, um, you know, for spouses and kids alike, like those people you have, your people that you rely on, you create that circle and they will always be there. Um, through the good times, the bad times, even as, you know, a military child, young adult now, I still have those people. Those are the people I turn to. I don't have many civilian friends, even though I'm living, you know, so far from a military base where there's not many military kids here, but most of my friends are long distance friends. And that's just how it goes. It is. (laughs) It is the same for me. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm grown, you know, I'm a grown adult. And I mean, you know, it's, it's hard. I feel like, um, it's hard to make friends outside of that because it's hard, it's hard to see yourself outside of that. You be, and it becomes a part of you so much too, you know, I think, um, I'm not saying that I, that's solely how I see myself, but it does become a big part of who you are. And so it's hard to, to find connections with people that can't relate, right. To, um, a lot of what your life has consisted of. So the same thing too, I'm not saying I haven't made, um, friends, but I think the majority of my closer friends 
our, you know, military wives that, you know, were, were there along with me. Um, and ironically, I've made friends with other military wives outside. Yeah. <laughs> outside. You know, so it's like we're drawn to each other, you know, and so uh, that's the majority of my friends consist of that, I think. And so um, it's okay. I'm happy with it. I don't yeah. I don't have any regrets, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Even as an adult, I think like there's something about us that draws us to each other. You know, I, I met a couple um, of friends in school and, you know, when I went to college and so it's, I don't know, it's something, it wasn't even like we were drawn to each other because she was like, oh, I was in the military or I was a military spouse, you know, whatever. No, it's just something that whatever, we just started talking and connecting. And once we got to know each other, we're like, oh, you were too, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. so we're this time and where are you, you know? And so, um, and then it's like, oh, how weird. And then I always think like, is that it's like a subconscious draw, right? Right. <laughs> like, how was I drawn to you? You were drawn to me. And so, yeah, a couple of the friendships that I've made outside of that, um, and most generally in, in college, have turned out to be also yeah. military. <laughs> no, I think I totally agree with that. There's something where it's like, oh, you sense it in somebody, like their personality, their, you know, compassion, their their drive, their motivation, their attitude, like you can really pick it out of someone. And then, you know, you get to talking and you're like, oh my gosh, like I share that same, you know, background with you. Like I served or I had a parent who served or my spouse serves, you know, you have that same connection. And it's so special to have that and have those people that you're not even intentionally trying to make that sort of a connection. It just happens. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. I really think, um, and I've, you know, heard people say this in so many different ways, but whatever connection you have to the military lifestyle that, you know, and people have their differences. Some have a more positive relationship with the military. Some have a more negative, but you're the military lifestyle becomes part of your identity. It becomes who you are, especially when you're talking to a civilian who does not understand and they're like, oh, you move, you you have you have experienced a deployment you have you know and they start listing off these you know quote-unquote character traits that describe the military life and you're like oh like yeah I've done all of that (laughs) it's not necessarily we don't view it as a negative you know we are like this is who we are this is what we've done and this is what has made us stronger and made us grow as people yeah definitely I think um, those experiences, uh, you cannot duplicate them anywhere else, you know, and um, the resilience, I think that we get from that, you can't duplicate that either. No, you know, It's such a positive trait. Like you said, yeah, you can have a negative and a positive connection. You can have either or, or you can have both, right? right? But at the end of the day, um, I think that what you gain from it is more positive than negative. Yeah. Right. And so um, I agree with that. You're right. I think a lot of people too have this thought, like they think the men of uh, the military and you're right. There's a checklist, right? Right. Like, oh, <laughs> this and that. Oh, so that's normal for you. Eh, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, and they kind of just blow it off like, oh, all right. But it's like, no, you don't know. <laughs> exactly. Like you have to live the lifestyle to know it, to understand it. Um, 
And whatever that may be, like I've, you know, talked to people who join the military lifestyle, um, you know, they end up marrying a veteran who was injured in combat. Like you are still a military spouse. Like you are dealing with the, the after effects of military life. And that is, you know, you mentioned resilience. Like I have that tattooed on my back, like that word. <laughs> and like, it's, you wear it with pride. And I, there was one day and I I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I posted a reel saying like, here is why I think I just made it specific to military kids, but same can be applied to military spouses. Here's why they are resilient. And like, I get it. Not every single person who goes through this lifestyle is as resilient as the next, you know, there is some people deal with situations, you know, uh, differently than others. And, but that got so much hate of, you know, not everyone's resilient, like resilience doesn't matter. Like, you know, just so many negative comments and it's like, no, you've obviously not lived the lifestyle that we've lived to, to go through that and to, to have to learn through the experiences that you go through of, you know, having to step up when your parents deployed or when your spouse is deployed because you're a single parent household. And I don't think many people even think of it that way that, you know, when a mom or dad deploys, like the other parent is left to solo parent, you know, and it's weird that, you know, you're not in a situation where you're divorced or, you know, you are a single parent, like full time, but you experience that when a loved one is gone. No, absolutely. And I I love that you brought that up too, because (laughs) The res- what you're saying about the re- resiliency is correct. Like people, I've gotten those comments too. Like, oh, don't let your kids join the military. Do they want them? Do you want them to go through what you went through? Or, yeah. you know, do you want them to be alone all the time? Right. Or, you know what I mean? Or do you want to be? And I don't see it that way. Like, yeah, no. those are the bad things, right? Like, yeah, nobody wants to be away from their family. Nobody wants to be put in danger. I don't want my kids to be put in danger, but I think we all have a purpose, right? And so even for me, like when I joined, just real briefly, let me tell you, my mom didn't want me to, right? Yeah. She was like, no, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get, you're really going to send you to war. And I was like, yeah, but I want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all have a purpose in life, right? And so um, whatever that might be, whether it is to serve or to be a spouse to someone that serves or to be a parent to yeah. so kids that, you know, to someone that serves, like everyone has their purpose, right? And so um, being part of the military or military family, maybe that's your purpose in life. And there's something for you to important to do, right? To impact somebody else's life, whether it's your significant other, right? Whether it's that support that they're going to need in the future from someone and you're going to be the one, right? Or you were put on this earth to be the support system for your children because you're strong enough, right? And and your children were going to need you in that way or just the world in general, like you, you know, the work that you're doing and you're voicing out your experience and your opinion. And that's your purpose, right? It's to teach the world that, hey, it's not all that bad. Like, yeah, you know, things might happen, but look who I am now because I was, I went through those things and that's amazing. Right. So don't, you know, yeah, people do seem to, people that don't understand, I think, um, seem to look at the negative. Right. And, um, 
No, I think one of the most beautiful things that we get from being a part of the military in any aspect is the resiliency, you know, because that gives us that gives us the power to be resilient in any other situation. If we were able to be resilient there, um, there's nothing else that can that we can go through that we can't take on. You know, I think I see it that way. I say it from my personal experiences, I say it with my kids, I say it with my husband, um, you know, and yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Having a loved one, uh, you know, I can't necessarily talk from the service member standpoint, but having a loved one put their life literally on the line and deploy or, you know, even just in their day-to-day work, you know, putting your life on the line knowingly, um, and because we're we're all a volunteer-based military. And I think that's one thing that uh, really stands out for the people who do choose to serve, no matter the length of time they serve. I think that's one thing that really stands out. Like you, you know, put your life on the line to do something bigger than yourself, to be part of, you know, something bigger. And it's hard as a loved one to sit back and go, oh, no, my parent, my spouse is deploying and they are literally putting their life on the line. And you have to live your life like normal. And like that's not happening because you're expected. You're still held to these standards of, no, I've got to go to school. I've got to, you know, go to my job. I've got to take care of the house. I've got to step up and help, you know, my mom or dad do X, Y, and Z because the other parent's gone. And so I think that is really where the resiliency comes into play, um, really during those deployments and those trainings and those missions. But then even also during PCSs, it's like, you know, it's, I'm moving, you know, I have to leave behind a life that I grew for, you know, maybe even a couple months, you know, because deployment or PCSs can happen months, you know, you might not be there for six months and you might have to move. You may be there for six years and really plant roots and then have to move again. So I think there there's multiple aspects of how that resiliency comes into the lifestyle. Yeah, no, absolutely. And those things affect kids. Um, obviously spouses, right? But we're adults and we have a better understanding of what's going on. But I think that with kids, um, although you know, and that is the lifestyle, it's not always easy for them to understand, you know? And so you're right that that does build um, great resilience in kids to have to learn how to pick up and go uh, and how to let go, right? Like, mom or dad is going to leave for X and amount of time for whatever reason. And they do have to learn how to go on with their life without their other parent. Um, and yeah, and act like life is normal. Right. And that, and it's not. And so, yeah, yeah I think that's, that's a great strength that they, that, you know, you as military kids have and learn. Um, I know for my daughter, my husband got, um, so my husband raised my oldest daughter, right? But he got stationed in Puerto Rico and she was little. She wasn't even a year old. And from the day he left, I mean, she would not sleep. She would cry. She went weeks without eating, you know? And when he came home for her first birthday, I have a picture of her where she's laying on his chest and she wouldn't move. He just decided to like lay on the floor and put her and he didn't think like, oh, um, she's not going to. She did not move. 
I mean, she doesn't matter how small you are, how young you are, right? You know, your parent is missing and that's hard, you know? And um, I think that with her, I learned that. I, I just, I remember thinking like, even before he came back, my mom would tell me, she's like, she misses him. And I was like, I don't get it, you know, like, but I'm right here. Everybody is still right here, you know, and I'm telling you, she was months old, you know, and she want to eat and she wasn't sleeping and she would cry. And sure enough, yeah, when he came home, it was like problem solved. Right. You know, and no one had to say anything to her because she doesn't understand. She's one. Right. Right. Um, But it was just just him being back was that was it, you know? And so what, what you said is true. I think people don't, don't really realize how that affects kids and how they have to, you know, train their mind to just live normally when really their life is upside down. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Cause literally my mom tells me when she was pregnant with me and we would, I was a deployment baby. So my dad was not around you know during that entire point thankfully he was able to come home when I was born but you know she said it was a stateside deployment so we were able to you know travel to see him uh every once in a while and so she's like you would go crazy when he was around like I could feel you moving more when he was around Um, and so like even prior to birth, like, you know, still in the womb, you're like, you realize when a parent is missing. And I think that is huge, you know, speaking to the aspect of literal babies and, you know, (laughs) being able to comprehend something so big in, you know, just their little small brains is, is huge. And, you know, it's hard on every single aspect of the family, no matter the age. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's it's definitely a rough lifestyle to live. Um, but it's so rewarding in the end. And I think that's what really makes it special. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. so the last thing I do really want to ask you is what piece of advice would you give to another military spouse? Oh, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I know. There's so much. Um If I had to give one piece of advice, if you have kids and you're a military spouse, I think that um, the best thing you can do is hold, hold tight to your kids, you know, hold them close and to teach them to depend on each other because no one's going to understand you guys and your dynamic and your life and your life changing events more than each other. Right. Um, uh, I have, that's one thing that I have, I strive to live by, you know, to teach my children that at the end of the day, no matter what, we're everything for each other. And you're going to be able to count on me, whether that is missing, I'm missing, you know, you have your siblings, um, you have another parent and, um, we're, we're, we're stronger together. Right. And no one can break that apart, uh, no matter how things, how difficult things are. And for those spouses that might not have kids yet, um, I guess anchor yourself with other military spouses because 
you always need support. And if you, um, yeah, if you don't have kids and your family, you know, consists of just you and your spouse, obviously one of you is going to be missing this most of the time. Right. Right. So I think support is important. And so anchor yourself with those that understand you um, because during the hard times and the good times, they're the only ones that are really going to be there the way you need them. You know? Um, yeah. I think support is a hundred percent the best advice I can give because yeah. it, it is, it can't, it can be a lonely, a lonely road, you know? Um, and so I think that's the best advice I can give. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And where can listeners connect with you? Okay. So, um, (laughs) so you can follow, I have a Moto Bunny blog online um, and I have Moto Bunny um, on Instagram and I have Moto Mama on Instagram as well. The blog is coming and I also have a Moto Movies podcast. So there's a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So everyone can find me there. Um, And I also, I try to advocate for mental health. So I'm writing children's books um, and their series. So they all have different concepts, but um, if you can find them under my moto mama or my moto mommy, sorry, (laughs) those are on Amazon. So um, yeah, so I'm trying to advocate for military and just moms in general, because it's, it's hard, right? Yes. <laughs> it's hard for all of us out there in different aspects. So yeah, you guys can find me on all those platforms. So um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bianca, for coming on the podcast and sharing what it's like, you know, the good, the bad, everything in between of military life. Well, no, thank you for having me. I feel very blessed and lucky to be a part of your podcast. And I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Grease of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.